Welcome to The Better of Two Evils, the show where two beleaguered public defenders are assigned pop culture clients and are forced to prove which one is secretly not awful. This week, Barbie Girl v. Blue Lava D. My name is Ben Stoddard, and my client, Blue Lava D, is innocent. My name is Steven Alec, and my client, Barbie Girl by Aqua, is innocent. Our guest judge this week is the incredibly talented Katie Platner. She is a really funny stand-up, really, really funny uh, improv comedian. Thank you for being here, Katie. Yeah, thank you. What is your experience with these two songs? Okay, well, I was prime demographic for both. Both of them came out when I was in like the sixth, seventh grade. So yeah, I was like a preteen girl and Mm -hmm. very ready for both of them. Yeah. Yeah, I think that this is an interesting one for me to judge because I uh, have strong, like, nostalgia connections with both of them, but my adult brain knows that they're bad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so, not something yeah. you would necessarily blast yeah. with the windows down it's like for when fear I, of judgment. It's like when yeah. I go back and I and I watch any of those like Nickelodeon shows that I loved as a kid. Uh, Some Pete of them and do. Pete is still pretty good. Oh, Pete and Pete holds up. Well, Pete and Pete was just Twin Peaks for kids. <laughs> <laughs> Judas. Twin Peaks. <laughs> Twin, Twin Peaks. Yeah. I'll, I'll allow it. So uh, I would like to hear your defense. Of, of Blue... Opening arguments. Blue Dabadi, uh hit single by Italian Europop Masters, Eiffel 65. They're Italian? They are Italian. Why'd they use the Eiffel... Te- okay, I don't... I'm not uh, gonna pretend. I'm very glad. I, I'm very. It sounds like an AIM screen name. <laughs> I'm very. I'm very glad you asked because both of them fit into the larger narrative of Blue Dabadi, which is uh, one of the greatest breakout hits about nihilism <laughs> from from the from the origins of their group to their name they absolutely love nonsensical nihilistic uh, uh like playful nihilism their the actual name of the group was not supposed to be Eiffel 65 the name of the group was supposed to be Eiffel just Eiffel and they arrived at that name through a random word generator okay and they just they just let a computer choose and just left it to chaos and came up with Eiffel. Then what happened was on the first test pressings of of this album, one of the record managers had written a telephone number down and part of the numbers wound up on the sheet with the info for what the band's name was supposed to be. So again, through the sheer chaos of the universe, they became Eiffel 65 and they said, fuck it, that's dope. We're Eiffel 65 now. This sounds like Dadaist, basically. Yeah, sure. I mean, it sounds like this song shouldn't exist. Like, <laughs> there was no intention behind it whatsoever. Is that it, it's an expre- It's an expression of chaos. If this was okay. a true Dadaist, it would be just a series, it would be them screaming a series of numbers. Well, ra- well, rather than a series of numbers, it's they very de- they very <laughs> deliberately just ma- made nonsensical words. Yeah, Dabba but D does pe- not actually mean anything. Oh no, absolutely. I mean, well, I don't know every language. I bet it means something in somebody's language. 
I it, I can it doesn't mean anything in English and it does not mean anything in Italian. So I think we can probably okay okay f- f- fair enough. It was the first third chart topping single to ever use Auto Tune, which is actually now we just use it like Kleenex, but Auto Tune is actually proprietary software. It is a it is a brand name of a kind of operation. Uh, it Cher did it first. She was the first big one, and then the other one. You will not guess who it is. It was Kid Rock. For bod diddy bod. For only God knows why. Don't know. Also, only God knows why he used it. (laughs) It was a very, it was a very cheap joke. I don't care. I'm taking it. (laughs) Only God knows why he is now going to be a senator, probably. Uh, Yeah, we live in hell world. Yeah, we do. We live in a broken timeline. (laughs) We live in a fractured timeline. Wait, how is is Kid Rock not run for political office yet? He is going to. Oh, is he really? He has announced his intentions to be a senator. Holy shit. I I literally did not know that. For where? For 2018, but in Michigan. In Michigan? Is it senator or rep? I don't remember. I had heard senator. senator. Yeah. That see that's a bold choice. Like there's, a, I mean there's a lot of reps. You because, know you can kind of yeah. you can kind of sneak in under the radar. But like, is one of our 100 senators going to be Kit Rock? Going to be the author of Ba with the Ba? Oh my God, fuck! May I make my argument for Barbie Girl? You may. The year was 1997. <laughs> the country was Denmark and also Norway because the band was half Danish and half Norwegian. The band was Aqua. The album was Aquarium. The song was Barbie Girl. With members like Barbie and Klaus and <laughs> Lenny. And I think there's another guy. I think he had spiky hair. What Every, followed, it, it was 97. It was Kids, 1997. If you don't remember, everybody had spiky hair. And what followed was a post-modern Ironic and sardonic screed against the objectification, hypersexualization, and commodification of women, particularly the young, by Western culture. I, I put it to you that Barbie is a sarcastic send-up of Western culture and capitalism itself <laughs> and the way that it objectifies literally youth and beauty uh, in women. Because she doesn't say, okay, Ken. She says, uh, 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 yeah. She's saying, uh, 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 oh, Ken. I see. Oh, the I see. There's an implied uh, finger uh, wag. Uh, oh, Ken. And at one point in, in the uh, fantastic music video, she is holding hands with Ken and she goes the wrong way and her arm comes off. She is saying she'd rather lose her arm than be with Ken. Oh, so a Coyote Ugly situation. Yes. Because we all remember that feminist classic, Coyote Coyote Ugly. Ugly, Which posits, if you want to change your life, don't get an education, dance on a bar. Can't fight the moonlight. (laughs) That's a Leanne Rimes song from that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, what is Leanne Rimes up to? I don't know. I I just remember in that... in Coyote, there's a guy who's like, could I just have a water? And they're like, hell no, H2O. And it's like, I that guy probably went on to drink and drive his friends home and kill them all. Yeah, that was a designated driver, yeah. you assholes. He just wanted to drink some coffee so he could get home safe and you fucking punished him for it. I feel like even if you're drinking, you should still drink water. Yes. 
I mean, I, I've never actually done it, but I've he- heard tell that you're supposed to like do one, then one, then one, then one in order to not get blackout drunk. Absolutely. Wouldn't know, but... And in that movie, they're just like, fuck your responsibility, poison your liver, kill yourself in a car. And that is what Barbie Girl is doing. <laughs> it is not ironic. This is not uh, some Danish tone misinterpretation. They are saying, fuck your safe, responsible... And progressive lifestyles, let us revert back. This song was written as a response to a to a museum exhibition on Danish retro kitsch. That the is man true. Who wrote it, the man who wrote it saw an exhibit and wrote this as he was inspired by it. Here's, here's where I... St- okay, so for Barbie Girl, first of all, that a man wrote it, to me means... I do think that it is... Uh, Somewhat satirical, more in just that it's, like, so hyperbolic that it's, like, nobody expects that this is what actually women are like. Like, it is from the perspective of Barbie the actual doll. Yeah. Um, so I think that it can play as just, like, so exaggerated that it's, you know, not supposed to be saying that girls should do this. Yes. However, not only because, but I think knowing that it's written by a man and also just that if you are 11 or 12, it's that level of subtlety is a little bit out of reach, I think, for a lot of kids. I don't think so this was written say, for 12-year-olds, though. I think this was written for adults. I'm adults who listen to Aqua, it, sure. I, no, she, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, Although in the video, she looks nothing like Barbie, and that's actually for legal reasons. Oh, that's funny. They were not cleared by Mattel. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they got sued by they did, Mattel. They did get sued. Um, and and that lawsuit did result in one of the greatest legal decisions of all time. The, the Mattel ru- v. Aqua. Yes, uh, when, uh, the judge ruled in favor of Aqua, yeah. uh, saying that it that it was fair use in parody, but in parody. See, legally, that, that's this yeah, is that's not legally. That, that's like landed, that's like misinterpreting what a, the theory of evolution established. is. You courts have established. That's it's not what precedent. parody means. There is precedent. That's not what the word parody means in legal systems, and you know it. I don't. I'm. Not a <laughs> I'm Let I, us be clear. I'm not a lawyer. The ruling, the ruling judge said, and I quote: "Both parties are advised to chill." That's wow. He actually is that, did. That that is actually that is written. A stenographer had to type that out. Oh sweet God, that's or amazing. Or got to type that out. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I will say I owned both CDs. I owned mm-hmm. this one and the Eiffel sixty five one. Aquarium. I, uh, aquarium and whatever the Eiffel sixty five one is with blue on it. Don't recall a single other Europa. song from it. And yeah, uh, Aquarium. I will say, I know that the argument today is song versus song. Yes. So I don't know if it's good for Barbie Girl that it's not the best song on the album. Well, there's happy or bad, boys and girls. or if it's good because it um, gave people a window into just like a whole fun hour, you know? Because like I always liked, I liked that whole album, the Aqua album. So maybe I'm biased going to this. In fact, I absolutely. Am. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, blue, okay. Blue, though, was it at everybody's school where people would sub in for all the dabba dee dabba die sub in, if I was green, I would die. Yes. Okay, yeah. yes. Yes. If I was green, I would die. And and what was so funny is that, like, we all thought we knew the lyrics, and no one did because there were none. Yeah. What? You don't need lyrics. 
But there are it's like are a, lyrics. There, there, are, there are lyrics, there, just not in the chorus. Right. There, there are lyrics. It's like Louie Louie, basically. Uh, it is. It is a man who who is encompassed by overwhelming sadness. It is. It is ironic. The song is upbeat, yet the message is is one of hollowness and emptiness. Even his blue Corvette doesn't bring him any happiness. And every- material possessions cannot cannot fill that hole. Oh, so maybe it's. It's opposed to Barbie Girl in that sense, because Barbie Girl, I think, does feel very, I mean, they're both commercial, but in, lyrically, that it's more like consumerist and... Yes, exactly. And so maybe Blue is, maybe they're opposed on that. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but like, that, there's a party at the end of that music video where like, it's all of their friends, and I'm just sure there's a... Pole with keys in it somewhere in the house. <laughs> Little the, tiny like, plastic keys. <laughs> but that's what it is if you have a bunch of Barbies. Like, they all go together. You can swap out all their clothes. They all end up nude. Like, they are all fucking. Because <laughs> I, But I feel like the, the only way that something can break through on that level is it has to be like a new technology yeah. and not just like a cultural interest. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, and it's and it's because they're like our cultural interests are so atomized now. Like if this song was to come out today, you would hear it at like some niche clubs, but you would never hear it. See, all the time I, I think that's that's sort of true, but also I think it'd be a viral hit. Yeah, I was gonna say like everything from Despacito to Gangnam, Gangnam Style. Style. Yeah, words or, might um, be a viral hit. But the thing is, you could manufacture a viral hit back then because there weren't so many channels. You know what I mean? Right, but well, there I mean, were, you, it was you, you like there were more gatekeepers. Yeah. Or like people that actually were gatekeepers. But yeah. it was like once you got anything on MTV, it was like, great, we did it. Yeah. Um, whereas now something could be on MTV and nobody would see it. No one gives a shit, yeah. And also it probably wouldn't be because they don't play music. The VMAs um, are tonight and I have absolutely no fucking idea what is. And you are working for and it. I, and I, it is my job to know those things. Uh, you know what's so funny is I had a conversation with a kid who was like, it was like 20, like early 20s. Um, I'm like, I mentioned Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and like, you know, being a, being a huge deal. And he's like, Arnold Schwarzenegger was like a big deal? And I was like, yeah, he was the biggest the deal biggest that deal. you could be. And he's like, I don't, really? And I'm like, yeah, like, there weren't as many channels. There were only like a couple movies at a time. Like, yeah. you, your options were like pretty much Arnold Schwarzenegger and that's it. I mean, he was at, he was at, he was the rock. Yeah, I mean, exactly. he was just everywhere. He was omnipresent. He was bigger than you can even be now. It was so, like if you if at if right now in 2017 if The Rock and Liam Neeson were sharing a career. Yeah. Yeah. Not Liam Neeson's whole career like Arnold never the, did the, like a Schindler's list, you know what I'm saying? But like you know, at this point where he's in Fast and like he's in franchises and like Taken and yeah. just, I guess, what has The Rock done? Like a kindergarten cop equivalent? Yes, he, oh, has. he, he did oh. Tooth Fairy. Oh, yeah, was that him or was, was that, that him? The because Tooth Vin Diesel did The Pacifier. The Pacifier. That's fire. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I know any of this. No, you're. It bothers you're, me that I do. You just like big muscular men and little kids together. <laughs> hey, uh, no, nobody hates The Rock. Look, I can't think no. of any other movie that's like that except for maybe Suburban Commando. Okay. So anyway, yeah. we need Barbie Girl versus Blue Davadi. The time has come for you to pass judgment. You need to pass judgment on these two, and this will set precedent 
for the rest of this podcast. One of the the one that loses will be erased from existence and and will be forgotten. We will f- forget that it has ever existed. We are existed. going to okay. send it out into the dreaded desert like it's fucking Judge Dredd. <laughs> okay. The cursed earth. Um, okay. I will say, I know I came in here a little bit biased. However, just based on the arguments presented, I'm still going to have to go with Barbie Girl. Yes. Because, and here's why. I understand your reading of Blue as Dadaist, but given all of what, ha- like, it doesn't... You didn't say it was Dadaist. I said it was Dadaist. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said but, um, it was nihilistic, oh, okay. which as, I as an expression, it's not. As an expression of chaos, which I think is an interesting way to look at it. However... The fact that zero percent of it was intentional at any point makes me uh, that doesn't appeal to me as an artistic statement. Whereas Barbie, you Girl, are shitting on John Cage himself. <laughs> no, because John John Cage purposefully was like, "I'm gonna 433. It's nothing." Yeah, like he it's he the, was doing it on it's purpose. The sound, it's the sound of the audience. So room tone? Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Yeah. That is actually what that song is supposed to be. But that's like, that's an I think idea. I very interesting. Though. And it's an idea that came from one person instead of two people being like, I don't know words, let's say some. And, and then was... someone else being like, I accidentally wrote a phone number on your record. And then everybody being like, okay. you know, Like, because that seems, and that sold, I feel like that's appealing to the worst of commercial like consumerism yeah and i feel like barbie girl is at least attempting something yes it, it i i believe it it accomplishes it and also personally i think it holds up better as like a fun dance party song i would i would put it on i think that that's a song that people it comes on and people are like oh yeah this one i still know all the words and i feel like if blue comes on people are like holy shit i can't believe this was ever famous <laughs> well, it's it's fid- it's, it is the fidget spinner of songs <laughs> I wish I wish I had one, but I don't. It, they don't make sound. It makes a whooshing. That doesn't. Yeah, it goes. Yeah, it's uh. not a perfectly frictionless machine. <laughs> the the fidget spinner is not. It has invented perpetual motion. Has yeah. not invented. <laughs> so thank Barb, you for thank coming you. on and passing judgment. Absolutely. Um, you want to plug anything that's coming up? Um, I don't. To have a ton on the books at the moment, but if you feel like it, uh, if you follow me on Twitter at Katie Two Hands, all spelled out, it's um, I'll promote shows and stuff there when I have stand up shows and things coming up. Oh fuck yeah! Okay, cool. Uh, ben, you got anything coming up? Absolutely nothing. Uh, I'm gonna plug uh, Universal Studios because you know what? I feel like they need a little push as far as media goes. Uh, they've got the Halloween Horror Houses coming up, and I can't say who I am in it, but I can tell you he's iconic, and I'm going to murder some camp counselors. 